Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK radio network at paukradio.com. My guest on this episode is Anne Prendergast from the Paranormal Group, and I think this is a fantastically named group, uh, Creep Real. So hi Anne, thanks very much for joining me. Oh, hi Craig. Thanks for ha- thanks for having me. I'm glad you like the name. <laughs> no, I think it's fantastic. It's uh, it always it always makes me chuckle when I see it on Facebook. So um, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> who, who who came up with the name? If you don't mind me asking. So it was one of the group members. So what we want when we started the group up, which is about over a year, it's, we're about a year and a half old now. We wanted to make sure that the group was um, inclusive and <coughs> excuse me, everyone had a view. So people came up, people came up with suggestions and that was one of them. And we, we liked it. So we picked it. Yeah. Well, I think it's genius. Yeah, I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's a really great name. So what, what, what was the idea then behind starting the group? Um, I mean, how, so, did you get, how did you get into the paranormal in the first place? And how did that then lead to, to sort of set up the group? I loved the paranormal from when I was six years old. It was more to do with witches first. We used to go down to my uncle's house in um, Hounslow and to get us to sleep, there was a massive, huge fir tree in the garden. And they said, if young girls, six six years of age, don't go to sleep with Matilda, the witch who lives on the top of the tree, is going to come and tell, uh, tell you off. So we were just transfixed then saying like, we need to see Matilda the witch, Matilda the witch, and and I think it come from there. Like my dad used to tell us ghost stories. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a bit tickly cough. Okay. Um, he used to tell us ghost stories, and I've always been intrigued. I watched a lot of. I watched Most Haunted. I enjoyed it. So I just wanted to see if there was life after death, so to speak, um, activity. And yeah, it just come from there. Went on an investigation. Um, as a as a paid member of um, the public, loved it, become obsessed, and it's just snowballed from there. So, whose idea was it then to to start the group? Because you're an investigation group, aren't you? You do lots of investigations and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, so whose idea was it then to start that? How did you become involved in that? Well, it was it was mine. So I, I founded the group, and what it come from, I was working for a company up until lockdown. So in lockdown, we said, right, what can we do to keep to keep us out there, to keep us present? And we found um, a love of exploring, to, and then we'd go off, find these different places like the abandoned graveyard in Beaudley, and um, we started to do lives from there. And I I just found that. I preferred researching places. I like the places that aren't regularly done on, on the paranormal circuit, and um, finding that story and going off and investigating it, like 
bringing it live so people then could have their own opportunity to be involved also as well and a lot of people would say we can't afford ghost hunts so this was a brilliant way of keeping them interested in locked um in lockdown and having their own ghost hunt as well for them to be part of it so it sort of grew from there really we, we sort of become a family so i left that company and um people were like will you please 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 start up some um live investigations so I was like, all right, we'll we'll see how we we'll see how we get on, and um, yeah. So we, you know, it's it's not just about paranormal. It's about um, we've got it in our bio, finding places that have been lost to the uh, you know the beauty of the world, like mm. church ruins, graveyards, and stuff like that, and bringing them to life and let people know that things are there. Like one of my passions is old buildings. I love old buildings. Um, you know, a me- member of English Heritage, a member of uh, National Trust. And uh, yeah, it's just documenting things, documenting creepy things of beauty, <laughs> really. So yes, yeah, so that's how it started. So it started from previous lives and we thought we'll give it a go and carry on. And it's, I found my love of ghost hunting again. So how many members of the group do you have at the moment then who actually so, go out and do investigations with you? So we've got, yeah, so we've, that's where we're a bit different. So we've got over a thousand members. It's a free page um, right. and like people can watch the lives, but the, there's the main sort of people that will watch the lives and be involved. And we've gone up to Northumberland to meet some of them. And what we say to people is if you want to co- if you want to come on a live, just inbox us and come it's not a problem so we'll, we'll you know so people can be involved I think it's important for them to see it from different perspectives because when they watch it they will see stuff that we don't pick up and it's different when you're actually filming it also as well so people have really enjoyed the fact that they can come I mean it's their own responsibility and stuff so yeah so anyone can come come with us but it's just going to make their own way there <laughs> So do you do you do live broadcasts on Facebook or is it YouTube or or both? On Facebook, yes, yeah. so we do on our Facebook page. It's mainly on a um, on a Sunday, but sometimes we'll change it around once a, once a week. And also we will post on YouTube also um, as well. Like I said we, before we went live, I was, I've been up to Chester this weekend and there was a few haunted pubs. I just took some pictures. So I'll document that in a post also. So yeah. not to try and keep things as active as possible. So not just about paranormal, just showing a, any sort of creepy beauty to the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some of your um, your investigations then, because I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about these. You sent me a list before we started, um, which is always great. And the one, as I said to you before we started recording, that I really wanted to chat to you about was Bob Mingell. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So what what happened? Well, I I went, I've I've been to Bob Mingell twice, but as um, on an investigation, not running my own investigation. So the first time I went, I went with my friend and it was weird to start with because I didn't know at the time that there's a pub in there. So normally your investigations was nine till three. This one started at 11 and finished at six o'clock in the morning, which was like, oh, my God. Mm. So that felt different. I can honestly, I mean, I class myself as open, open minded. I think I've seen enough stuff now to go. Yeah, there is activity there. But I, I don't always go with everything. I try and debunk it. And then I know for definite it's good. From the minute, I've never gone to such an active place. The minute we got in there, 
So the minute we left, it was active. And what I struggled with the most was the overwhelming sense of doom mm. in there, absolute doom and, uh, you know, frustration. So, you know, you always want to see something. We saw lots of light anomalies. Stones were thrown. Um, and we saw, I remember seeing, like, in this, I think it's the sailor's wing, um, a black figure. And we heard keys jangling. But the worst part for me, Craig, was the actual cellar. And it was three o'clock in the morning. And I just I just said, I've got to get out of here. And anyone knows me, I'm quite brave, I'm quite daring. And that was not me. And what I felt was that people were sort of crawling up my up my legs and grabbing me and things. It was just, I remember burying myself into my friend's arm. <laughs> so then we got with the medium, we did a, um, a, a circle and you could see he was struggling. He, he was struggling with breathing. And what we could see was you could see like a ligature around his neck. Oh, and you, like we was 10 of us in the group, but we, we could see another three figures surrounding us. It was just, I just couldn't describe how intense it was. And I remember at three o'clock in the morning, uh, emailing my partner, can you come and get me? <laughs> and that's how bad it was. And I, I went back again just to see like what it was like. And it was just as bad. <laughs> so so what, what were these figures like then? Can, can you sort of describe what they look like? One, one was a warden. So he was he, he was very tall, black. You could see, you know, like the old sort of caps that they used to wear yeah he was wearing he he was wearing one of those uh, and he was also um regularly seen as well we was in a circle um calling out and me and my friend and another guest actually saw legs walking past i mean we obviously the the, the floors have moved there's yeah you know, there's a lot of rubble in there and they've done a lot of building work and stuff so we could actually see um yeah legs when when i was in this um when i was in the cellar i mean i'm not i don't class myself as a medium i'm sensitive and this that and the other when i was in the cellar it felt like it was like a, a male energy like really sort of dirty like ripped clothing um and it sort of stunk of turf um, and felt like they were crawling up us and it felt like they had chains around them as well. That's what we could say. It was just mm. an intense investigation. Amazing place. Amazing. Oh, and water appeared in the middle of the floor, which it didn't make sense. There wasn't any pipes there. There wasn't anything there at all. And it just appeared. We're like, How did that happen? And the staff said it happens quite a bit, but we can't we can't explain it. But I think I, they've done it up now. So um, I did go back just as a tour. Brought my niece there. I didn't have the same experience because it was public and stuff. But they have done it up. So I don't know if all the same areas you can access on an investigation. But I would always say, always recommend that one. Always <laughs> recommend it if you want to be scared and coming out thinking what the hell's happened that one's brilliant absolutely well, brilliant it does sound like there's there's an awful lot of activity can we can we just yeah. sort of backpedal a little bit because i'm fascinated yes. by the legs um oh. did you did you was, was it just a pair of legs or was there a body attached to it it was just a pair it was literally it was, it was just a pair of legs hey, wow. so what yeah what we debunked it was we said well Obviously, the foundations of the building move mm. over the years, and maybe it was sort of 
they were walking on a different floor to what was probably their thing, so yeah. to speak. And that's how we tried to explain it. And we spoke to the medium, um, the medium at the time, and he said maybe it's the foundations of the building that had actually changed. But one thing that was good about that night, everything we experienced was backed up by the staff that had worked there. So mm. that for me was brilliant. And yeah. I never. From now, like I research the stories. I don't really research the activity because I want to. I want to go in a bit blind. Never researched anything going in. Want to go in blind, and we wouldn't know those stories because it. You know, it's not commonly known on the internet about places and different people's experiences. But yeah, it, it was just really good. And the I think it's the sailors' wing that is quite famous for stuff being thrown mm. um and yeah there was there was rocks thrown and we could hear footsteps uh we could hear doors slamming um and like this is in the middle of the uh, the night so outside you know like there's no noise and stuff but yeah it's just amazing so the sailors wing is is that where they used to put the smugglers in that they caught or yeah, I think I think so. It's the sailors or the naval wing, um, and it's 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 se it was separate part. I remember having to walk out the jail and walk round to it, and it's it's open and exposed like the other part of the jail wasn't. Um, but it was so good, and I remember most haunted had gone there as well, and they had got some fantastic activity around there. And like they saw stuff like the, the tall black figure we saw there, and he's commonly is it floor six I think, if I remember yeah. right, and he's commonly seen there. So what about the medium then? You mentioned that you could see um, a ligature around his neck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how did that sort of transpire? How how did that come about, and how did he react? He was struggling. He 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 was he was. I think what he was doing was trying to bring the spirit through, and um, he he. We were like, "Why are you struggling? Were you breathing? Why are you struggling?" And um, we we said, "God, there's something round his neck." And we thought he got a scarf or something, and uh, we could see it's like God. It, it looks like the shape like the shape of a rope. It was that clear wow. but yet yeah, he says I feel like I'm being pulled back mm. and what we we didn't re, um, realize I think there was a hanging cell oh, okay. not not far, not far from there because I think they've got one in Shrewsbury prison as well yeah. Yeah. and like it sort of made sense but then somebody stepped it somebody stepped in then and said just take it off take it off and he came out of the um, energy but he was struggling with his breathing so it all made complete sense yeah well, it sounds like a fascinating place. Um, oh, it's amazing! Yeah, and the next time I'm I'm down in Cornwall, I'll have to uh, I'll have to try and go in. I was actually down there last um, last summer, uh, very, oh. close, very close to Bodmin. Um, and in fact, I was having some really interesting conversations with because uh, we stayed on the farm. Um, yeah. Having some very interesting conversations with um, the the farmer's son who who sort of lived yeah. in on the farm with his with his mum um, about the beast of Bodmin yeah and we had, we had we had quite an interesting conversation I mean what what's your thoughts on that I mean he's uh, obviously you know that sort of thing and, and the paranormal is slightly different but just just wondering what your thoughts on that are well we obviously we we drove through we drove through the mall um to get to where we um the, the castle and I I, I mean a myth I don't know I like hearing stories of myths um 
I just I, I probably think, well, do you know what? If I saw it, I saw it. If I didn't, I didn't. And if people believe that they've seen it or have experienced it, then go with it. That that's yeah. my view. But I do like mythology and folklore and stuff like that. I I, yeah. I think it's quite interesting because it's come from something. Um, I was recently um in Hereford, um, and like I was doing a blog um about a church in Shopton, and you can hear um a blacksmith laughing at night by this church because Hereford's quite linked with the devil, and um apparently one one uh, day the um the devil was coming into Shopton because this church was so beautiful but it and it was so ornate but he didn't like it because it, it was Christianity and like he didn't like that and why should they be so powerful but he he was coming to demolish the church so the blacksmith had saw him on his way and um said he, the devil said to the blacksmith where's where's his church and the blacksmith told him the other way so the devil walked off and so apparently on a cold winter's night you can hear the blacksmith chuckling because he got one over on the devil and the documented that i thought it was a brilliant story whether it's again whether it's true or not it's come from something yeah and that's what i like i I thought it was just really fun to get one over on the devil (laughs) i absolutely agree with you no i i love yeah um, i love folklore and and you know legends and myths and and all and all that stuff i think i think no matter where you are in the country i mean we have um up here in the northwest we have um lots of you know stories about the devil and and yeah. uh, there's a bridge close by called the devil's bridge and oh. you know, it's quite a quite a long uh sort of involved story which i'll go into at another time but uh, but no I, I i absolutely love that sort of thing it's fascinating so yeah. you um you would recommend Bodmin Jail then uh, for anybody yeah. who's ever in the area to go and go and have a look and see Definitely. what they, see, yeah. see what they can pick up. What about some other um, investigations then? Have you got any other favourites or any, any others that stand out in particular? Yeah, my first ever one. And again, um, I didn't go in as a team. Um, I went, it was a birthday present from my friends. They said, what do you want? I said, I'd love to go on a ghost hunt. So I went with Fright Nights to Alton Towers. So obviously... Alton Towers people go for the ride, but you've got that beautiful tower ruins in the middle of the grounds. And like I've I've cut through there a few times, um, like just going off to rides and not took any, not took any notice of them. But you've got the famous ride Hex in there about the like the chained oak tree. And that was that was my first ever one, and it was absolutely brilliant. I really loved it, and I think it's such a shame that they don't do a lot of ghost hunts there because I now I'd pay to go back mm. um again uh, there was we'd gone up into the dining room and there was um heavy oak doors and there isn't any windows in the towers at all but those doors um but there was no wind but those doors slammed they sound like what the hell there's also um a tunnel so what we thought was um the tunnel was used for um servants going up to going up to the towers Mm. and we were standing in the middle of the tunnel in an investigation and i felt like i was being pulled back i was like to my friend why have you got your arms on my shoulders and he said I haven't, I'm not touching you, and he wasn't. I felt I was being pulled back into the um into the towers. But a brilliant piece of footage, and I haven't seen it for ages. There is a famous story um 
about Alton Towers, about the girl in the, the dancing girl in the white dress, but she's covered in blood. Um, and she uh, she was seen dancing and we were filming, didn't think anything of it, there was nothing. My friend checked it back. She was picked up on the footage. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And there was um, a, a figure of a black lady that's seen around the towers as well. And you know she's around because there's a smell of lavender. And I think she lost. I think she was one of the aristocracy there. And she lost her baby. And you know, and we, we got her. But that's where I saw my first ghost. So I'd gone to the toilet um, and we looked down. I was like, what's that bobbing head? And like, the medium was there who I, who I knew. And he was like, look. And I said, yeah. So this head was bobbing. And we said, maybe it's, secu- maybe it's security. So we turned around and no word of a lie. And I still go cold thinking about it now. It was bobbing head, which now I think someone must have been on a horse, mm. went through the doors into the tower. Was it just the head? Just going up. Yeah, just see, all we could see, I mean, he probably saw more, yeah, yeah. but I could just see a bobbing head. Like, you know, when people are on horses yeah, yeah, and they're, they're yeah. sort of cantering and they're going, they're going up and down. But I think that's what it was. I think, yeah, he saw a bit more, but it was like someone on a horse and then it went through into the into the towers. And I, I remember that clearly to this day, that that, that, thing, that place is really haunted it's amazing but that's where i saw my first ghost so was it um was it a man's head or or a woman's head i got the feeling it was a woman and the oh. medium who was with me mark he didn't dispute that either yeah that's interesting. Yeah, re- yeah really good place i think yeah when people go that you will you always focus you always focus on the right yeah. right yeah. so but you need to go into those ta- you need to go into those towers fantastic yeah, I don't think people realise actually that the name Alton Towers does come from the fact that there's an old um, sort of, you know, stately home, family, you know, rich family's home in the middle of it. Um, and the amusement park is actually built around it. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, very few people, I mean, you can see, you know, the ruins, can't you, from, from a distance. But I think very, very few people actually go there. That's really interesting, actually. Do, 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 have you done any research at all on... Um, what this floating head, who this floating head could be. So I think it's really interesting actually that, that you seem to pick up on parts of bodies. So you're I know, yeah. I very very rarely see all of them. I was going to say that's really interesting because um, you mentioned that that you sort of very um, you can you can pick things up in in different places. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's interesting because. I know other people and I know myself, um, you know, I've been in places where I've had a feeling or um, I've picked up on on maybe names or um, particular particular types of um, feelings in in places. Um, And and perhaps you're sort of picking up partly on, on these these things. Yeah um and and that's why you sort of just seen different well it sounds silly and i'm I'm not meaning it to sound silly but you're seeing legs no. in the head in another because you're just picking up on those particular you know those particular parts of um yeah. of of that that manifestation that spirit 
yeah yeah I, I think I said I don't class myself as a medium very rarely will get a name or anything like that but yeah I think it is I think it's just at that time I mean like you know when you you talk about energies and things mm. like I can definitely like you know I can tell when there's an energy around and I sort of get a feeling it's a male it's a woman but I think one of my problems was at the start I probably didn't trust in myself enough and we always say now those that come on the lives with us now go with it if you've got a name if mm. you think that it, it's a man he's six foot and he's wearing a Victorian coat say it because everyone connects on different everyone connects on different levels and I think that's what you've I think that's what you've described also um as well so we we just tend to go for it and now I'll, I'll go for it like my friends was telling me a um, story about this um was down in Worcester the, like this lady had come to him like in the night and that sounds touchy but it was mm. like a, an, an image um in the dreams and he found out um he did some local research and he found out um about like this young girl who sadly got um murdered um and it wasn't not it wasn't far from where we were and he showed me this picture of who he thought um she was and instantly I said Mary and he said that's a name and that doesn't happen a lot for me so no. we went out and I did a quick investigation it was minus five <laughs> freezing but yeah and I think you you have to just go with it go with mm. it and trust your judgment and see so with regards to your to your live um broadcast then um yeah I mean how many have you done are, are we are we talking dozens and and if so yeah. again you know which are the ones that really stand out um, I think I, I think I mentioned to you um, the abandoned uh, the abandoned graveyard. I've never been to a place like it in my life, and you think, oh, it's a graveyard, it's you know, and this, that, and the other. Um, but this place is lost to time, um, and it, it was just really sad. It was like I've never been to anything like it. I was really overwhelmed um, by it, and we there was two parts to it so we 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 saw a black again and he was fully formed a black figure in the graveyard but we think he was one of the grave robbers because there was a lot of the graves had that metal frame around it to stop the grave robbers there and then you walk i remember crawling literally through these bushes into another part and there was this solitary grave on her own and the lady who was buried there was called Eliza. So we were like, why is she here on her own? We don't understand this um, at all. And we was calling out and we had we had the phone. We was filming on the grave and we had some, I used dolls as well, just as an object of reference and stuff to see what happens. And the dolls were on um, the grave. And then we were absolutely, oh, this is horrible. The noises were intense. But we, we looked back at the comments and we didn't see it, but one of the dolls had moved. You could see it move on the grave. It wasn't windy and it um, it didn't just knock down. It sort of like jumped, jumped up, jumped back down. We watched it. We watched it back. We're like, what the hell has done that? Um, we had cat balls going off, answering yes, no questions um, as well. The K2 um was going off um 
noises were completely intense and that one was really cool that one was such a good place and i would say it's one of my it's one of my favorites definitely so we've just had um a couple of little dropouts actually i think it's um i think it's probably the, oh. the internet connection no it's it's absolutely fine it when you're introducing um where the graveyard was it just completely dropped out for about two seconds so oh, it's no. beautifully internet no it's Beauty. fine Beautifully. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, just, just interesting actually talking about the grave robbers and some of the graves with um, cages over the top of yeah. them. I think some of those were to, to keep the bodies in rather than stop people breaking into them. So I oh, think okay. the ones that I've come across um, have been... Uh, usually women to be quite honest with you who've been accused of, of either witchcraft or uh being vampires or you know something something similar to that and they've actually put cages over the top of the graves uh to stop the bodies uh from from getting out um having said that uh, it would also stop people uh robbing graves as well which was obviously quite um quite a lucrative business at uh, yeah. at certain history so so that that's that's really interesting um did you did you see any other paranormal activity while you were there um yeah i mean we 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 had we we could see movement around certain graves i mean one thing i would do i mean i know like ghost hunters do get criticized a lot about going into graveyards this one was abandoned and if if any if any graves where we've I mean we've we've been to look obviously new we don't go near them because obviously people people's family living try to be that little bit um, respectful, um, yeah but like it, it's just um, we was getting names through on the Ouija board and what somebody said we think they're the names of the graves, and where we were standing then a name would come through I think it was James something or other. We were stand. We didn't know this, but we were standing right next to his grave. We're like, "What the hell? Oh my god, that that was re um, really intense." Um, you get really good activity on the Ouija board there, really good. But I'd always, I I've been back there a few times in the day as well, and it's the difference if the atmosphere, mm. completely peaceful, completely tranquil. Um, yeah. You see walkers walking past it um and like no one knows it's there but you, on the night it's just a di it's just a different matter so whereabouts is Beaudley? Beaudley um is in the west midlands it's not far from the safari park so you're looking like worcester kidderminster way okay beautiful okay. little town beautiful yeah. advise anyone to go it's just really lovely okay so any other um live investigations that that come to mind yeah, um, we've gone to great, um, there's up in Birmingham, I, I'm a nurse and I did my training at St Margaret's Hospital um, in Great Bar and that was a learning disability hospital, it's gone now, um, it's housing estate but at the back was Great Bar Hall and it was owned by the um, Scott family and when we were um, like young students we'd go up there and we'd scare ourselves <laughs> So I thought, oh, let's go, let's let's go down there and see, you know, can we investigate and stuff? And it was brilliant. Um, I, I did some research before, and one thing that Lady Scott um, 
loved was her animals and she had um three graves of her animals by by uh, the church which the church is not far from the hall mm. and um, I never told anybody that people picked that up on the live as well um there was a patient that had came had came through and uh, one of the guys that was with me um, had a head torch on to do the Ouija board and he the, the his torch kept going on and off on and off and we think it was the patient um that was uh, that was uh doing that also um as well we put our um table and stuff down um and then we went walking around and ex um, going off exploring and the table moved and like we couldn't find it for ages so we couldn't explain that and i knew uh, the story was lady scott has seen not uh, is seen by the river which isn't right next to um the church uh, the hall ruins and oh. uh that was also picked up on the live as well we didn't see it but somebody else had seen it and i said yeah i can verify i can verify that that is um true up the way from it is an old isolation wing and um they've still that's the only thing really that's left from the hospital and um people picked up about that i never said what it was um you know they got names of um doctors and uh figures were seen um not by me but by people on the live um also as well um they got that it was um the patients had gone up there if they had chest infections and stuff and people got that they picked that bit up which I thought was absolutely fascinating because when I post where we're going I'm a bit I'm a bit guarded about um saying too much but I'll only I will confirm um after or during the live what people get I, I think that's why I love it I love the lives because they're interactive and like mm. you know it's not just us investigating there's a whole group of people investigating helping us also as well and another famous good one um who put bella in the witch elm tree and the, that's in hadley woods and there was a legend or story of um skull was found in the tree and no one knew who the skull was but they thought it was uh, a lady called bella and um, she was either an actress or a German spy and she was murdered by, we think, a lover. And um, we had a lot of history going in, go, going into that. And um, we called out and we think we contacted the guy who murdered her because as I was standing on the hill uh, waiting for stuff to happen, mm. I didn't see, but people saw a male figure behind me and I just felt quite, oh my God, like I felt overwhelmed and I, need, I, needed, to, I needed to go. So we, we, we got some good activity on the spirit box. I remember that night as well. Um, it was good um, good communication we heard Bella we heard Tree we heard the name Actress so it was all stuff that we knew had happened it just seemed it was just seen that they had uh, like corresponded the information that we knew so that that's a good story and there's a monument in Hagley Woods and it's got who put Bella in the witch elm tree <laughs> on it as well so th that's an avid one for ghost hunters <laughs> okay no, that's really interesting so you, you mentioned actually that um you seem to use quite a bit of technology when you're doing your, yeah. your investigations. So, um, what what sort of stuff do you use then? And and you know, 
can I genuinely ask why you use it? Because it's not something that, that when I've been on, on live investigations, I tend not to use technology because I don't, I personally don't think it, it's, um, I don't always trust the technology, if you know what I mean. So I'm just interested to, to sort of yeah. understand, you know, why you use it and, and what you use it for. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I would, I, if I do an investigation, I prefer just to go in and sometimes and stand in the dark and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons why we like, uh, we, we use some stuff, the viewers enjoy it as well. They enjoy, um, they enjoy the spirit box and they enjoy um, the SLS. Um, I, I think I, I think I use it just to see if it adds any value to, and not to the evidence mm. that we're getting. But I do think sometimes the spit like you have to debunk a lot of stuff like the ghost you you can get like a lot of one of the new things now is like um like use using sls because it seems to pick you up like if it picks up spirit it picks up um like in the form of a stigma and yeah. um they you know it's it's good to see it, it is good to see and know that they're there but you do have to be careful with um the that thing because it's quite sensitive and it picks up it picks up everything mm. but alan who i've known for years he's like my ghost hunting best mate we call him techno al because <laughs> he's built a lot of his um equipment and like he's built like a spirit box a frank's box and um <coughs> it's just interesting to see how it works um and adds that a uh, different layer a, a dimension to that investigation really but I, I'm still quite old school. Mm. I like to go in in the dark, use our senses. Yeah. But sometimes I do think technology helps mm. because one, the viewers enjoy it, and it adds that layer of evidence. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen um, you know the the ghost hunting programs on you know Amazon and Netflix and and you know wherever they, they pop up, um, and whenever they use. Um, this gadget that you just mentioned is it, is it called SLS? Yeah. With with, with the with the, the stick people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm always a little bit sort of um, uh, not quite. I can't quite work out what it's all about. That to be quite honest with you, I'm always a bit sort of reticent to yeah um, to sort of believe that it's actually picking some sort of. Um, uh, spirit activity up you know because it just it just seems a little bit too um staged to me yeah 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 <coughs> excuse me I, I i know what you mean i did a dolls live um last week mm. and they said can you use the sls <coughs> and as soon as i used it i realized it's all picking up the dolls so i sacked it off i said right. no i said it's picking up the dolls. I knew it. I knew it would because it's quite sensitive. Yeah. Um. When Alan Alan uses his, but he, oh, what's he? You know, the camera from a is it the Xbox or something? Mm. Has that got a camera? Um, Xbox. Not not that I'm aware of. No. Well, no. it's either an Xbox or a PlayStation. But oh. he's he's used that. But yeah. what? Yeah, we we was in this place called we call it the Ivy House. Mm. <coughs> excuse me for coffee okay. and um he 
we thought there was this spirit hiding, keeping this, like, the, the evidence was there was a spirit hiding and stopping this female coming through. And this male spirit was quite sinister. He's quite dominant. But we, no one could see see anything with the naked eye. But he put the camera up through the roof, or, or, um, which obviously was, um, like, got holes in it. But we picked up a figure and we were like, what would that be? And I could see upstairs in the roof he thought there's nothing up there then we thought it has to be the spirit mm. we were like oh my god and so it, it's we, yeah it's been good for stuff like that and it mm. and i knew it wasn't anything else that we, it was sensitive and picking up to if that makes sense yeah that bit was really really good that was good that was a good bit to see <clears throat> one thing like uh, you know i'd I'm a bit hit and miss with is the Ouija board. Mm. You can get the yes and you can get the no answers. But sometimes, a lot of the time, I find it, it, it just talk gobbledygook. I'm like, you're not making any sense to me, really, at all. And But one thing we are finding um, at, at the minute is the planchette is going off the board mm. and it's it, it's pointing here, there and ever. Is it us? I don't know. But is it is it the spirit? So um, I, I'm a bit hit and miss with that. I'm not so bothered really about Ouija board. And... Yeah, Ouija boards are interesting. Um, I I've not, I've not actually told anybody this before. I had quite a, a strange experience um, when I was when I was quite young with a Ouija board, and as you do, um, I was messing about with one with um, with a friend of mine. We were yeah. we were very very much into ghosts when we were when we were kids, um, yeah. and um, my friend had a, had an older brother and he had he somehow got hold of this um, item that he said was a Ouija board. It looked like a Ouija board. Lord knows where. I mean, he, you know, he could he could have got it from a toy shop for all I know. Yeah. Um, but we messed about with it and we got um, a car registration through. And about two weeks later, um, I was in my granddad's back of my granddad's car, um, and we had a um, crash with another car. Another car crashed into us, um, and these, this was in the day, days before, um, you know, you had to wear seatbelts by law. And I was sat in the back seat, and I actually pitched forward and banged uh, my face on on the back of the the passenger seat. Oh, and, yeah. Broke, broke my nose and there was blood everywhere oh. and the um it wasn't the full registration number but part of the registration number that we picked up on the ouija board was actually this other car oh my it, god it was like the first half of it and then and yeah. then the, the rest of it was wasn't wasn't the same but it, it was like the first sort of four or five letters and, and numbers um and you know i mean we're going back to when it was like sort of yeah. l one two three abc so it was like l one two three that, that we picked up that was exactly the same so yeah i've 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 always been a little bit wary of um of ouija boards ever since then yeah and i and, you know whether it was just uh well i don't think it was a coincidence i think it, you know it, it was quite it was quite a bad bad crash i mean thankfully nobody was was you know permanently injured or, or worse um yeah. My granddad was driving. My grandma was in the was in the passenger seat, 
but um but ever since then and i mean that sort of peaked my interest a little bit more in the paranormal i was always quite yeah. interested in that anyway but but yeah that's a story that i've never actually told anybody before so that's oh that's, wow that's um, that's a that's the first on on this episode of uh, of the podcast but but yeah interesting i mean do, do you do you not then have an awful lot of faith in in Ouija boards simply because you think that somebody else could you know either subconsciously or consciously be be pushing the the planchette around yeah I think I think you have to be careful and I think you have to do them with people that you trust Mm -hmm. who know how to use them um and I think people for the first time might be unconsciously doing it and not thinking about what they're actually doing because the planchette's moving and stuff but I would always say do it with people who know what they're doing Mm. and to open the board up properly and close the board down properly as well um yeah yeah definitely I'm a a, I'm very selective of who Mm. or if I've I've got other people um joining me I let them do it because I think you have that you have that experience Mm. my favorite I mean my favorite thing is standing in dark seeing what happens Mm, yeah exactly yeah 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 you're right I mean you've got to trust your own senses and that's why I can tend to be a little bit sort of dismissive of all this um technology that that people use because I think that the best technology we have as as people who are interested in the paranormal is our own senses what we can see what we can hear what we can feel um and I've said you know I've said it plenty of times and I'm sure that that you'll agree it's 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 like you know certain people are sort of tuned into a frequency of of yeah. what's going on around them um and it's like tuning an old radio radio in you know the old dial radio and you've just got to get that frequency just right yeah otherwise you don't get a you don't get a clear signal and i think people i think people in general i think we're all on different frequencies or i think we are all um sensitive to different frequencies and i yeah. think that's why when you know when you do these investigations you you find that some people will see things or hear things or feel things and you think to yourself well i haven't seen it i haven't heard it i haven't yeah. felt that you know and yet you know vice versa you might pick up on something that other people think is talking rubbish because I, I didn't see anything so i think it's interesting it's very scientific um uh, very interesting scientifically about how yeah. we perceive the world around us um and how we perceive energy and how we, and you know how we pick up on energy but no certainly um certainly ouija boards are not my my favorite thing at all have you got any uh upcoming live broadcasts that, that you could tell us about yeah um so next tuesday um i'm i will be posting it this week it's called, we've got a live broadcast called Underneath the Arches. So we are going to um, an area in Birmingham called Digbeth. And right. um, it's got these beautiful, beautiful alleyways. And, you know, just it, it's a very urban area now. Um, but there's a there's an arch um, and it, it's over. It's over like a canal. So we wanted to we just wanted to go down and see what that's about i mean the history is associated the history of digbeth picky blinders um so that one's coming up we're going to return back to um great bar hall also as well and the um and the graveyard we've also um like i, I didn't want to do it but 
We're also have organised a paid investigation and um, at the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre <coughs> in Hinkley. Brilliant place. So we've got 16 people coming with us just to do that. So everyone, everyone wanted to meet in person. Yeah, I was just having a drink um, for that. So that one's coming up and it's sold out within 21, uh, 24 hours. I was amazed. Brilliant. So... Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep posting reels of stuff that I've mm. documented um, and stuff. So, yeah, it's busy, busy time coming up. So basically, I need to get this edited and out by next Tuesday, which is sort of two days, two days away from now. So <laughs> otherwise people might might miss it. So I'll try and uh, I'll try, try and get the podcast out so that people have got at least 24 hours and, and they know. <laughs> what, whereabouts can they find you then? Is it It's called Creeping It Real on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah, so it's Creeping It Real on, on Facebook. So you'll know us because um, our profile picture <clears throat> is a lady with long black um sticky out hair so yeah if you if you put it if you put it in we, we should come up and currently the cover photo is of um a graveyard i went to in london yeah well that's that's a story for another time i think um yeah it's been absolutely fantastic i've, I've really enjoyed your stories actually you quite oh. um really sort of you know different stories quite diverse different places that you go to i think it's really interesting group that you've got going there so um yeah I, I urge people to to check you out and um and watch some of your uh your live escapades <laughs> they're definitely they're, they're definitely in es escapade we like to have a laugh as well <laughs> um i think that's that's really good because i'm always conscious of the fact that people are watching as well and you want to yeah. make it a bit a bit entertaining so yeah so we're very we're, we are a very very friendly group and even though i run the group i always make sure that it's inclusive of everybody yeah so i think that's really important so we're one we're one absolutely. big creepy family <laughs> absolutely no, <laughs> no well it's been absolutely great to have you on thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your um your adventures and um we will have to speak again soon oh no problem thanks for experience and having me on really appreciate it no no problem at all thank you and take care thanks very much all right bye bye cheers bye bye you can visit my website at www.craigbryant.co.uk paranormal pendle will return and remember to keep watching the shadows